What's up, what's up, another week, another podcast, this is your favorite football podcast, The Football Academy, I'm here supporting tonight with Will, how's it going bro? Good, good, uh, Liverpool are back to winning ways on more than one occasion, uh, unlike some other people who I know in my life, all of my hamstrings are thoroughly intact, uh, there's no wood around me, and I just said that shit out loud, um, uh, we're gonna find out this week if my bets are really worth their salt, because it's right after, well, not right after this, but tomorrow I'm going to Atlantic City, and your boy is going to be sat at a table hoping that his uh, inevitable dumbass bet of the week pays him off some money. Uh, Not going to lie, I'm more concerned with a certain horse race at about uh, 6.45 in the afternoon of the day of my match, but it's okay. We're going to have a nice gambling time, and uh, I'm going to come back and have to mortgage my house, so... Well, uh, should be a good time for you indeed, and uh, we're not going to be able to get you all the results of the betting from last week, so we'll do that once Braden is back. But there is a result that I'm sure Will really wants to talk about, that is uh, Liverpool 4, Tottenham 3, an incredible game where Liverpool went up 3-0, Spurs clawed their way back, and Richarlison was his first league goal of the season uh, for Tottenham. Ties it up at 3-3, and Lucas Moura with an absolutely unbelievable back pass to Diogo Jota, 4-3. I was at the brew house for this, and quite honestly, bro, um, I celebrated that fucking Richarlison. I was like, all right, top four is done. I don't have to worry about shit. And um, then fucking like that goal at the end, that that was just... I, I, I really just want to know your opinions. Like, why the fuck? Was Curtis Jones not playing earlier in the season? Like, what the fuck? I asked for if you remember, I asked for him early on. I was just like, why is he not there? And like, he's come back, and people are gonna talk about Trent, and people are gonna talk about all of these other players. He's good. He's a good midfielder. Like, I, I don't understand what's happened there. I've heard so much shit from so many outside sources about how Curtis Jones isn't also ran at Liverpool, and like, their Reddit is a fucking. House of Horrors with, like, he's just fucking Jay, Jay Spearing in, like, sheep's clothing. A bunch of bullshit like that. Look, Dirty Curdy has been here to play the entire time. I think that his time, I think that his time injured and his time away from, like, just, he was on the bench for a hot second. I think that's done him a lot of good. I think this is a guy who knows, he wants to be a part of this Liverpool squad and he wants to be a part of it, an important part of it going forward. Klopp has put his trust in him and he's earned that. We can talk about Trent all day, and trust me, I do it every single fucking day when I'm not on air. But I do think that there is something to, like, just, I I like Elliot and Jones in the midfield. I like Trent pushing off a little bit more. That, there's a lot of, like, there's been a lot of talk about us having to go out and spend a bunch of money. I think maybe there's a little bit less money to be spent in the positions that we are worried about. And maybe we need to worry about some other places because I think that now that we have the healthy midfield that we want with Trent doing what he's doing, that makes a whole hell of a lot of difference. That is just my thoughts on Liverpool as a team right now. This match don't make no goddamn sense. Um, two people should have been sent off. Uh, three, if you want to count my manager. Cobb is getting old. He pulled a hammy doing what he always does, and that makes me feel a certain way. Um you should look at Tottenham and be like, damn, y'all fucking choked it away. And I think that Lucas Moore is going to have that hang over him for a hot minute. But for Tottenham to even to go down in a similar way like they did to Newcastle and be able to fight back shows that this team 
might actually be a little bit different under Ryan Mason. They're still bottle artists. It's still going to go horribly wrong. It's fine. But at least they showed some heart and some fire and some drive. All the shit that Conte was calling for, they went into halftime. Credit to Ryan Mason. He said what he needed to say. He told him, you know, bleed for the fucking chicken on a basketball. Go out there and do it. And they did. Full marks to him. Um, but Liverpool still won. And look, it, I don't think any of these games are going to be molly whoppings. I think there are questions to be asked at the back. And I think if we've wanted to get back to the Liverpool of old, and I think we have, because we're just going to outscore you now. The defense is a shambles, and it's going to be a shambles until we can get some more time training and possibly someone to go ahead and fill up another position in the back. But look, as long as as long as everyone's scoring and refs are missing calls and fucking making sure Jota stays on the pitch to put it in the back of the net, man, I'm fine. That was one of the wildest, like, just endings I've seen to a match in a hot minute. So, I, like I said, Liverpool's analysis of the team, whatever. I really think that both teams can take and walk out of this with their heads held high. Um, if you want to talk about weird refereeing decisions, we can also talk about that. Uh, in my personal opinion, if I could just say this before I finish my thoughts, I know that a bunch of people are calling for things to be done to Jurgen Klopp because you should not go and yell at a fourth official like that, no matter how I feel about all those fucking dickheads. That's not something you should do, and I've said that before. And God immediately punished him by making sure that he pulled a quad. However, however, I, people are asking for like something to happen to him and a lot of his fines and stuff like that. You know why I don't like Paul Tierney? Because people are asking for stuff, and there is a very certifiable, verifiable way that you can punish somebody in a match that shows them that they've done something wrong. And if you are mad at him for yelling at the fourth official, send the motherfucker off. Like, yes, I agree. Retroactive punishment is needed. But like in that moment, if you don't like what he did, then send him off. And if you're going to say, Hey, for me, it's a red. I almost said the N word. I apologize, but motherfucker, you're the dude in charge. If you want to give him a red, tell homeboy, shut the hell up. It's a red. Those that's my whole thoughts on it. I'm not going to get into any more of it because I'm overly passionate and hyped up from (laughs) <laughs> what had just happened off air. It's fine. I just think he should have got a red card. And, like, if he does something stupid, show him a red card. Like, I don't understand why there's no red there. And it's my own manager. But it's whatever. Uh, Paul Tierney looks stupid with a bald head. And I should know. Yeah, it it really is weird the way um, the refereeing decisions have gone. Like, special, And, like, I will personally say this, and this is not even me being a hating Man United fan. A lot of the times, it does feel like Klopp gets away with his sideline antics that other managers get sent off for. Like, and I, I think that is ultimately like, if you're gonna, if people question the integrity of the game, right? How the fuck did Klopp not get sent off is beyond me. How the fuck is Jota on the pitch beyond me? Like, you know, it, it, and yet, like today, even fucking Casemiro, like, <laughs> put in a second challenge on a yellow. Like, how is that not a second yellow? And, like, the only thing I can think of is Andrew Mariner Red. He's the only guy who's been involved both times that Casemiro's gotten sent off. And, like, that affects his psyche. Yeah. Like, since Klopp made the comment about how United always get fucking penalties, United have been awarded the lowest fucking pens in the league. Like, these things, like, they're ultimately human, and people don't realize how situations affect them. So, you know, uh, but but at the end of the day, terrible state of refereeing in the league right now. And, um, you know... Liverpool, uh, they had their own questions with Spurs. So at the end of the day, like 
I don't I don't really think anybody comes out the winner except for on the day of and then next time somebody else is gonna get fucked. But having said that, we have a full slate of games to cover this weekend. And if you can't hear the excitement in my point, that is because of the first fucking game. Bournemouth at plus two forty five taking on Chelsea at plus one ten. Draws a plus two forty five over under the two and a half. Do you think Bournemouth's about to win? I want to take the draw on this match so fucking bad. I don't think anyone understands. <laughs> like looking at this line, I we are the show of plus favorites, uh, except for in the Derby, and I cannot be arsed to take the plus favor here. I honestly think that there are. I think that there's been scuttlebutt in certain media outlets about maybe maybe Chelsea doesn't have it, and maybe something goes really really wrong with Chelsea. I don't necessarily want it to happen because I'm a human being and I have friends who like Chelsea, but shit's looking really, really bleak. And I kind of feel like we're about to pile on misery onto Chelsea. So for the years of me hating Didier Drogba and getting my revenge for all those Champions League fucking quarters and semis that you put me out of in my early Liverpool loving years, I'm picking Bournemouth, you piece of shit. Bournemouth has been a better team. Like on paper, they've been a better team the entire, like in the last few run of games. Chelsea are shell-shocked. They're about to get beat by almost everyone in this run-in. There's a high likelihood that they could be in a scrap here that they don't want to be in. They need to turn around, but it ain't going to fucking happen. I'm picking the cherries. Shout out to Reggie, wherever you may be. This is Bournemouth all day. I can't see Bournemouth stop their momentum of staying safe and becoming a catering team. I mean, we'll see what happens next year, but uh, for now, I'm going to go for a draw here. I, I think Chelsea showed me just enough in that Arsenal game that if a team is not fully on it, that they can still exploit that. And um, I, I think ultimately that uh, Bournemouth, there are deficiencies that Chelsea should be able to exploit. Moving on, Manchester City, a minus 265, taking on Big Sam and Leeds United, a plus 1,300, draws a plus 725, over under the three and a half. Here's the funny part about Big Sam's contract, by the way. He's getting half a million a game to manage. So he's got four games, so that's two million that he's guaranteed. He gets a two and a half million dollar bonus or pound bonus if they survive relegation. The best part of this whole equation is there is a scenario where he just loses all four games. And because the teams behind him just lost more than they did, they still survive. So he essentially gets to stand in for four games and make four and a half million off of that. That is, like he said, he ain't behind like Pep and Klopp and all of these guys. He ain't. He's got his math game strong and he's a pioneer in statistics. So, On a certain personal level, the fact that like Sam Allardyce out here making that much money and I make less than that per year makes me want to put my head through a wall. Um, but I'm not going to worry about putting my head through a wall because City's going to put Big Sam's head through a wall here. Look, I know Sam Allardyce has a stabilizing energy. I know he's having to... Actually, I don't know why I'm making excuses. He's having to take two dudes' ideas and find a way to get two separate teams that have been put together under two separate dudes who have two different visions together to not get relegated in four games for $500,000 a fucking game. Bruh, I could give two shits. I'm smoking cigars and taking a poop on my desk. I don't give a crap. And I don't think leads are going to. City are unstoppable and the machine keeps on rolling. 
nothing makes me want to stop watching Ted Lasso more than seeing Jason Sudeikis in a fucking Manchester City hoodie, you piece of trash. But I'm going to go ahead and pick City here. Uh, I'm glad they beat fucking Richmond AFC. See y'all motherfuckers get. Rebecca deserves better. Um, I'm I'm going to take a draw in this game. going to start off with two draws. Moving on, Spurs at minus 145, taking on Palace at plus 300, draws at plus 295, over-unders at three. Do you think Tottenham at home kind of gets shit going after that heartbreaking loss uh, at Liverpool? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I do. I We've talked about Ryan Mason before because this motherfucker has been in charge of Spurs like 93 times at this point because they can't keep anybody who they like. Um. Guy knows how to get the guy knows how to get the team fired up. He knows exactly what to say and what to do. Probably perhaps because he's a fucking he's a company man and like likes Tottenham that much that he can get these teams to kind of play out of themselves. I know Palace is on a heater right now. I know that the old man grandpa bus good time is something that I keep talking about and want to be a thing. But I think that Tottenham are going to come out hot here. I may be overstating my belief in Ryan Mason. And trust me, I would love to be proven wrong. Uh, but this feels a time for Spursy to just not be Spursy for once. There are more Spursy times to come, but this ain't it. So I'm going to go ahead and take the chickens on the basketball. Fair enough. I mean, uh, this is a little weird for me because I think Palace have also been playing well. So, you know what? I'm going to go for another draw here. Okay. I might just bet all draws top to bottom here. <laughs> what not? Uh, what, a, what a fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode, 50-50. <laughs> um, moving on to the next game, Wolves at plus 195, taking on Villa at plus 145, draws at plus 230. How are you feeling about this? It, it's an improving Wolves side. It's a Villa team who kind of need this to... I, I think Villa's going to be able to make it to European football, even if it's in the Conference League. So I think they need to win games like this. I think Wolves are going to be okay. I think they'll be fine. But just to be short and sweet about it, this feels a Villa team that's better. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Villa. I don't think there's too much in this. Plus favors, I'd be fine. I don't really see too much in the draw on this either. I think this is going to have a definite winner. So, yeah, man, give it them villains. Yeah, I mean, at home, I'd expect Villa to win this game. So I am also going to go with Aston Villa. All right. Uh, moving on. Liverpool at minus 210, taking on Brentford at plus 475, draws at plus 400, over-unders at three. Easy Liverpool win, yeah? Uh, don't foresee it being easy. I think if Liverpool are going to continue to win the way... I said it, it, what I was saying about Liverpool earlier. I think if Liverpool continue to win, I think there are some questions that need to be answered defensively, especially because of the way the shape is changing. Uh, but I also think that we have enough attacking options that we are going to go out there and possibly just run over Brentford. Um and by run over Brentford, I mean we're going to score. Uh, I think if Liverpool can figure out – they've been in the goals. They can figure it out. I think everyone who's an attacking option can go out there and score. But I think Brentford are going to be able to go ahead and score along with us. I just feel like Liverpool is going to be able to outscore them in this one. It's going to be a duel. I'm going to go ahead and take that over as well. But, hey, man, about time for me to go ahead and take Liverpool and feel confident about it. So, I feel confident about this. Sorry, Brentford. Up the fucking Reds. Yeah, I think it should be an easy win for Liverpool here. Um, even if it's by easy, I mean it, they should get the three points. Um, I think even if they make it difficult, they should be a game that uh, Liverpool manage at home at least. Moving on, one of the more spicy games of the weekend: uh, Newcastle at plus one forty-five taking on Arsenal at plus one seventy. Draws at plus two seventy. Over/unders at three. Newcastle are plus favorites for this game. I understand it. Uh. 
mostly because I think St. James is uh, is gonna is starting to become that sort of difficult place to play. Uh, much like we saw several places over the weekend. Um, this might just be me uh, spiting Jason today. Uh, but I kind of feel like if Arsenal is going to continue this sort of unprecedented push towards something great, that this is going to be one of those pivotal moments for them. And it's not just because it's a Newcastle team. It's because it's a very difficult atmosphere. It's a team who is hyped up and ready, rip snorting to come out of the gate and go at you. If this Arsenal team are going to be worth their salt, if they're going to continue to overcome the things that they need to overcome to make this push to try to get that title that they want to be theirs, they got to win a match like this. And I think they're going to be able to get it done. I just, they know what's in front of them. And I think that this team, even after everything against City, has a little bit more resolve than we give them credit for. Newcastle are going to bring it to them. St. James is going to be rocking. Man, plus 170 is going to pay out a little bit more. I feel safe doing it. I'm going to go ahead and take Arsenal. You know, I am also going to take Arsenal, and the primary reason is because that is the one result I don't want to see happen here. Um, so, because here's here's my pretty straightforward outlook. I think City's going to win the title, and I need Arsenal to make sure they go through this whole ordeal for 38 fucking games because I need them to fight until the end because we are going to be for top four. Don't need them resting players before the FA Cup. So, Arsenal... Um, if you're going to win, I need you to win here. Moving on, Manchester uh, West Ham United at plus 225, taking on Manchester United at plus 110, draws at plus 270, over-unders at three. Well, do you think United pull an upset here? <laughs> uh, there's a part of me that say, feels like you said United pull the upset and you meant the, the red United. Um, I, I think West Ham are safe. Uh, and I think West Ham... I think West Ham know they can get results from other places and continue to be safe. But their main focus is winning a trophy. And full marks to them, go ahead and do that. I'm rooting for you. We're all rooting for you, Tyra Banks style. I understand that given what we've seen today, today being mythical, because you don't know what day we're recording this, ooh, um, I think you get a pissed off Manchester United. I think you get a very, very hot Manchester United. I think you get a Manchester United who knows that their backs are kind of up against the wall right now, and they know they can take advantage of a West Ham team who can show up on their day, but sometimes can be sorted out very easily. Uh, you know, I like West Ham decently enough, but I think I'm going to go with Manchester United in this one. Uh, plus 110, I, I, we again, show of plus favorites, so you should go ahead and take them. I know things are feeling really squishy right now, and I'd love to see this line in tomorrow uh but i'm gonna stick with my guns i'm gonna take manchester united i i know that there's a talk of us making a push or brighton making a push i think united have enough tools to be able to go ahead and close this out um but it's okay because we'll go to the europa league and you're stead the funny part here is that um brighton as long as they keep winning their games in hand and one of that them is against city so obviously like easier to say this but they keep winning all their games. They're a point behind United, and like a point, and some points ahead of Liverpool. So, will be fascinating to see how that goes. But I'm gonna take a draw here. I I think West Ham rested their players. Um, they rested Rice spe- uh, specifically for this game. It is going to be fascinating to see how we come back because United essentially need nine points between now and the end of the season. You get nine points, your job's done. You got top four. You worry about the FA Cup final. 
the quicker you do it, the more rest you can get towards the end in order to um, get ready for the FA Cup final and whatnot. So I don't think our away form has been good enough where we can go to a place like West Ham, where, again, West Ham, I don't even know what the fuck they're fighting for at this point. Like, there is an outside chance that they're in a relegation battle and for them, three points here essentially secures um, safety, I would say. So given all of that, I am going to go with a draw because I think they'll come out swinging and when people come out swinging at United, they don't know what to do. So going to go with the draw. Uh, moving on, Fulham at plus 160, taking on Leicester at plus 165, draws at plus 245, over-unders at 2.5. Sir, are Leicester really going to get relegated here? No, 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 no. Uh, I, I've been doing this whole catering joke this entire time and have not mentioned the team who is now officially solidly the catering team who we faced over this uh, mythical week that doesn't exist. Fucking Fulham, man. Uh, yeah, they're going to be the Premier League. Probably going to finish in the top half. Getting a new stand. Uh, AW is going to be down the street. Could give two shits. And Leicester are dying for this. I think that Leicester have a little bit of a spark, and I think they realize exactly what the hell is going on with them. Uh, Got to trust Dean them boys. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and put my money on Leicester. I feel like the payout would be a little bit better. I could foresee a draw in this. I could definitely take the under on this as well, because I don't foresee this being a high-scoring game. But there's just, <laughs> as I... As I say this, there's just more talent on that Leicester team, despite the fact that they were assembled when they were younger and are probably past their like maximum earning point for being sold off. Does not matter. This Leicester team is still talented, more talented on paper than this Fulham team, even though they are really like all their players are going to make so much less money because they just fall apart under Brendan Rodgers and it sucks. But it's OK. They're going to win this, not get relegated. I'm picking Leicester. You know, I'm going to pick Fulham in this game. I think at home, in a situation where like they have been in the past, they would know what it feels like to have the pressure. And this is like, they are taking hits at this point. You know, like, they want to get as far high up as the table as they can. And I, th- I think Leicester are a shit team right now. Like, quite, they were getting saved at one point with just bizarre, like, very low XG shots uh, coming off. There's only so much that that can happen, so I'm going to go with Fulham in there. Uh, moving on, Brighton at minus 280, taking on Everton at plus 675, draws at plus 440, over-unders at three. Do you think Everton can go pull a result out here? Uh, look, personally, I need fucking Everton to pull a result here just to kind of keep us in this conversation for possibly Europa League. Um, I've really tried not to like just doom Everton to the fate that might be becoming them, but it's getting real, real hard to not want to doom them. And in this particular situation, I'm, I'm getting smarter to the fact that I'm losing money on trying to believe in Everton staying up, but I'm going to go ahead and take one more risk on it this week. I'm going to take the draw. That's right. The draw is the risk. Uh, I'm going to take the draw here. It's not that I don't believe in this Brighton team. It's not that I don't believe in Deserby, and it's not that I don't think that they, are going to be able to sell half of these dudes for 79 gajillion dollars after this, after buying them for all the $5. It's fine. It's whatever. The Brighton way. We fucking love it. I just think that they're not at that threshold of being that pushing above sort of team. I Even when you have the Europa League teams, they get those results that really impress you. 
Now, today's results should probably to have something to do with this, but I just I'm going on name brand value, dude, and Brighton doesn't hold the name brand value that Everton does. Everton's backs are up against the wall, and they will be able to produce a result. That result's only going to be a draw, but Brighton have to come back to earth at some point. If they don't, I'll eat my words. I'm taking a draw because I just I just kind of really want the Merseyside Derby next year. Yeah, I'm going to go with a draw as well. I, I think Brighton kind of labored towards the end of the game today and had all the emotions because you see De Zerbi at the end of the game celebrating with the fans, like the fans going absolutely mental. No, 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 like, no. Yeah, like, like the fucking players giving it their all to like the 95th minute. And I think a lot of it was the fact that they lost the semifinal. They didn't want to lose to United again and all of that shit. But uh, in this game, it could be a little bit of a reality check, especially if like Everton can make it difficult for Brighton to score and make a goal here and there. Um, I think ultimately that is what's going to determine what happens in this game. But um, I- I'm going to go for a draw here. I just don't feel comfortable with Brighton at minus 280. Uh, all right, moving on to the final one. Forest at home at plus 105, taking on Southampton at plus 225. Draws at plus 260, over-unders at two and a half. Here is the funny bit. Um, if, if Nottingham Forest win this game, even though it doesn't secure, it does make sure that they have a good bit of, uh, depending on how the results go, obviously, they have a good bit of, like, um, not breathing room, but, like, a launch pad to, like, just get another win and you're good Comfort, kind of situation. Yeah. So do you think Forest are able to do that here? I don't know if there's much left in the Southampton team. I think, I do think Forest is going to win. And I was going to do a big long with the thing, but I don't even think I'm going to, like, expound too much steve cooper is a very very good manager he's a very very good manager at home and those fans trust that dude even right now those guys want him to do well i want him to do well i think he is going to do well and i think that there's a way that he can figure this out i i don't think much of the southampton team no matter how much if you've been listening to the podcast forever Oh my God, thank you. But if you've known forever that I've like had sort of like a wee bit of a crush on the Southampton team, time's up, man. I think it might be done here. And I just, uh, like, when given what you've seen Southampton do with a manager like Cooper and the, the, the talent that he has, and I know that we're not necessarily talking about them, but like, they, they, Gibbs White and like all these guys, like, they have talent. They have guys who can go out there and do it for them. I don't think Southampton have that James Ward powerful standing. No, I love him. I think Forrest can get something out of this. So, home fans, Steve Cooper, bits and bobs. I'm taking Forrest. I I don't know what's coming. I don't know what the future holds for Forrest. But, I, man, that dude's real ugly, but he can manage his ass off. And I'm just trusting that he's going to continue to manage his ass off. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take Forest as well here. To be honest, I think ultimately they have enough talent where they should be able to win this game at home. I I, th- I think if it was at St Mary's, we might ha- be having a different conversation. It being at a city ground, I think um it, it should be a rather straightforward affair for them. And I'm gonna take Forest. And that kind of wraps it up for this weekend's podcast. The games are really coming very very quick. Keep an eye out for all our podcasts and all our content. We will be back again next week with some more bets, some more thoughts, and some more reviews. See ya. Tap it, Trice, for the Derby. You heard it here first.